um, probably 90% of believers and 90% of the people that I talk to um, want to know what's next for me. What does God have in store for me? Who here has ever questioned that with the Lord? What do you have in store for me? What are you calling me to do? What am I supposed to do with my life? We've all had that moment in our lives, even if it's now or if it's, um, you know, to come or, or, you know, something that you've questioned in the past. We all want to know what's next. What's my purpose here on this earth? And that's what I believe that God wants to reveal to us. And the first thing we need to understand is God's a good God. Amen. And and he doesn't... um, want anything to harm us. It's, it's the thief, the enemy. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay? So don't ever blame God for something negative that's going on in your life. But God has come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. So what God's plan is, is for you to receive and walk in life, the life of God. His plan for you is always going to be good. Right, But the enemy sometimes gets in there to try to detour us, distract us, discourage us, bombard us. And so we need to just keep our eyes focused on God and what he has for us and and set our eyes on that goal. Amen. And so what prophecy is? Some of you received like words of encouragement, words of prophecy and things like that. What prophecy is, and and I'm going to kind of be teaching on this, um, is something for you to hang on to. Something that God's saying about you for you to speak, for you to believe, for you to declare over your life so you can co-work together with the vision that God has for you. Amen? Um, it's not an automatic. You have to join forces with God. You have to believe what God has spoken about you in his word and by his spirit. And you have to talk to him about it. Ask him, Lord, what do I do with that? How do you want me to set my, my hand to that? You know? And so we're just talking a little bit about that today because all, all of us have these questions in our hearts or in our minds, and we want to know, God, what do you have for me, or what's my purpose? Or sometimes he reveals to us his purpose through a word or, or through the scriptures, and you're still like, what do I do with that? And so I just want to share a little bit with you about how I come to know. Because we all have been given the Holy Spirit. If you receive Jesus Christ, you also receive the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And he lives in you. And he says he quickens your mortal body. He quickens your mind. He quickens your heart to know the way that God has for you. Right? And so um, God wants us to reveal to you today what he has in store for you. What's next? And you got to just know it's always for good. Amen? And, and you got to know, too, if you're somebody who's going after God, then he says, those who are the children of God, they are led by the Spirit of God. You can have assurance that God is going to lead you to the right path by his Spirit. Amen? Okay, so what does God have in store for me? Let me just read this. Jeremiah 29, 11. It's not just for Jeremiah. He's speaking, he put it in the Word because he's speaking it to us. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So God knows about you right there in the middle of Wisconsin. A lot of people don't even know that we exist. (laughs) God had a plan for you. I know the plans I have for you. They're plans for good and not for disaster. They're plans to give you future and a hope. In these days when you pray, he says, I will listen. If you look to me wholeheartedly, you will find me. 
I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity. I will restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you. I will bring you home again to, to your land. Okay. God's plan is good. His plan for your finances it's good. His plans for your family, it's good. His plans about the bondage and the struggles that you've been through, his plan for you is to bring you out of that, and it's good. So we got to get that solidified in our heart before we're going to step into what God has for us, that God is a good God. Everything good and everything perfect comes down from the Father above. And so if it's if it's alternate to that, if it's negative, if it's, if it's bombarding our minds, it's discouraging us, it's detouring us away from God, away from church, then it's from the enemy. Even if it's through believers, even if it's believers that have discouraged us, yes, sometimes believers yield to the flesh or yield to thoughts of the enemy and they discourage other believers. That's not God. So don't put God in the box where other believers are getting it wrong. Because God's plans for you are good. So if it's encouraging, uplifting, sometimes he does correct and instructs us in love to get us back on the right path. But if something's discouraging you, bombarding you, getting you down, pushing you away from the Lord, then it's not God. So don't blame him for that. All right? But God's plans for his children are good, not for disaster, but to give us a future and a hope. And so... If we know that, then this is our guideline. <laughs> if his, his plan for you is good, it's always going to head you towards God. He's never going to pull you away from God. It's the enemy who pulls us away. It's the enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God is always going to draw close to you as you draw close to him. Amen? So God has a plan for you, and he has good in store for you and your family. So how can we walk in that? I spoke a little bit about it. It was just coming out of my spirit as I was ministering to people up here. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, you must trust in the Lord. So what are you, what are you trusting? You're trusting that he's good. You're trusting that he has a plan for you. And it's not to harm you. It's to give you a future and a hope. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Believe it wholeheartedly. He has a plan for me. He has a purpose for me. Before I was formed in my mother's womb, he had this plan for me. Before I was formed in my mother's womb, he equipped me to do all the things that he had planned for me. It's the truth. But until we, we acknowledge that God's good, until we acknowledge he already put everything on the inside of me, we'll never step up to the plate, step up to bat to do what God's told us to do. We have to believe it. So he says, trust in me. Trust in my word. Trust in my spirit. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and stop leaning to your own understanding. Stop leaning to what the world says. Stop leaning to what your feelings say or negative people are saying about you or against you. Or maybe you're even your own, you know, discouragements in your mind. Oh, I, I didn't go to school, so I can't be anything you know, or, you know, my family didn't grow up wealthy, so we can't really accomplish anything in life, so I guess we're poor. That's not what the Word of God says. We need to start studying the Word of God, and the Word of God says to meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you know his plans for you, for good. Amen? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. So we need to renew our minds with the Word of God, with his understanding of you. 
with his knowledge of you. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge his word. And he and his word will make your path straight. Amen? He tells us, so, so your question for me, what does God want for me? What does he have for me to do? What's in store for me in my life? Well, what God says is in store for you in your life is he's making you prosperous. What God has in store for your life is that he's going to lead you and guide you by his spirit. What God has in store for your life is, is that he placed some giftings and, and talents and abilities and, and calls of God on the inside of you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He had a plan and a purpose for you. But your job is to seek him with all your heart so that he is found by you. I was so distracted in high school with boys. I'm telling the truth. I was boy crazy. I'm sure none of you were like that when you were young. Okay, but I was boy crazy. So what does that mean? I was distracted by other things. When all those other things, Clayton wasn't in that until after, just saying, until after I sought the Lord. <laughs> he was after college. So until all those distractions were removed from me, not of my own doing, but the relationships ended and I called out on the name of the Lord. Until I stopped trusting in what I wanted, and leaning to my understanding of what I wanted. Until I called out on Jesus, until that moment, that was when he was found by me. That was when my purpose, my call was found in him. See, he won't give it unless we truly want it, like with all of our heart. So in that moment, I called out on the Lord. What do you have for me? <laughs> What do you want me to do? And he answered. But if we say we want what God wants and we want that fulfillment, we want to do what he's called us to do, yet we're so distracted like I was by other things, lusts for other things. That, that, could, that lust for other things could be anything from, from money, from, you know, relationships, uh, jobs, you know, whatever it might be, football, I don't know, I don't know what's going on today, but anyways, if there's a football game and, and you're so distracted about getting out of here on time because you have this lust for this other thing, you're not going to receive anything today, so you might as well go ahead. I'm just saying, I wouldn't have received that word from the Lord that was so clear as day until I actually casted it all upon the Lord and said, this is the one thing I want, is you, your plan, and your purpose. So what is he saying by Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Give it all to him. And lean not to your own understanding. Stop doing things the way that you were doing when you didn't know. Because that hasn't worked. Start seeking him with all your heart. Matthew 6, says, seek ye first God, his kingdom, his righteousness. Live for him. Live to please him. And all these things will be added unto you. They'll be imparted unto you like he's doing this morning. I love when he demonstrates his word before I even get to preach his word. He's doing the very thing. He's stirring in the hearts of people hunger and thirst for him. You're seeking him with your heart. And you are going to find him. You're going to find out what he has for you. And he will show you 
which path to take. How many of you believe that God is not a liar? Okay, so today, those of you, whether you're sitting in the congregation, you agreed, or you came up here, received an impartation of, of you feel this call of God, you're not sure quite what it is, or a new direction, you're not sure quite what it is, but if you trust in the Lord, and that's what you were doing, you're coming up here and you're trusting in the Lord, and you're going to stop leaning to your own understanding, stop trying to figure it out, stop trying to do it your way, because it hasn't worked yet, but give it all to God. He says, he will show you which path to take. And for me, it was like an audible inner voice. For you, it could be his word comes alive to you and shows you which path to take. Or someone who's being led by the Lord could give you a word of encouragement or direction by, by a word of prophecy. Whatever way he sees fit, he'll show you which path to take. And from my experience, he'll make it very clear. Because guess what? He doesn't want to make it so mysterious that you don't figure it out. He wants you to fulfill the good plans he has for you. Amen? And this applies to us all because, you know, um, we know that there's stages in, in natural life. You know, there's baby. You get to be cuddled and rocked. And then there's the toddler who wants to be adventurous and, and get up and walk and, and hit your head ten times every day because you want to go that direction. And then there's the, the children's, you know, um, ages 5 through, we'll say, 11, who um, think that they know it all, or try to figure it all on, on their own and, you know, get, get direction and scolding and, and spankings and whatever to make sure that they know which way to go because we know a little more than they do. Then there's teenagers who really think they know it all. They're trying to discover their path. But let me just give you all an answer, whether you're, you're a baby in the Lord or whether you're even a grown-up in the Lord and you think you know it all. There's always more to be had with God. And there's always new anointings that you could step into. There's always new things to discover and do for the Lord. But we have to graduate. What's next means that there's always something more. So just because you've stepped into something that God has for you doesn't mean he doesn't have more for you to do, but you got to be faithful, like the word he was giving Holly, you got to be faithful to be obedient in that one thing. Then he'll make you ruler over more. Then he'll give you more ground to cover. Okay, let's back up a little bit. You don't even know what God has for you. You're a youth like me. Call out on the Lord with all your heart. And he says, I will show you which path to take. And so I pray that over you. That's like the cry of my heart is, Lord, according to Ephesians 1.18, Lord, open up the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our spirit, and let us know the hope that you have given us to whom you've called. Let us know with clarity, Lord. Let us understand with clarity what you have in store for us, your children. Amen. So often, you know, people get saved, and, and, and um, us Christians, we trust, we don't realize that we need to be totally dependent on the Lord, because he knows the best way. And we start learning and growing, and that's great, you know, and, and, um, we st and what we don't realize is, is um, when we start to sit in church and we start to know more of the word of God, suddenly we get to this point where we think we know it all, and we actually stop growing. Because we start leaning to our own understanding of what we think the word is saying or what we think God has for us to do instead of continuing to trust in the Lord. 
to make our path straight. Remember, we can grow in this. We can grow and flourish to be all God's called us to be. So what God's concerned about is not even necessarily, and, and, and don't let this uh, stop you from hearing me out. <laughs> God's not necessarily just concerned about your here and now. God's not necessarily just concerned about this natural life. What he's concerned about is what you're doing in this natural life for his kingdom. Everything about God is about his kingdom. So it's not just about, I'm going to make sure that they make a three, you know, six-digit, you know, figure. That's not what God's about. Now, if your heart is to sow into the kingdom and you want to support the kingdom, I believe God will make your way prosperous, make you a success so that you can sow into the kingdom. It's all about what is in your heart. So, we need to trust in the Lord with our heart and lean not, lean not to our own understanding. And so as believers, if we're going to grow and we're going to flow in the direction that God has for us to go, we're going to have to trust that he knows which way is best. Amen? And the way that he's going to reveal to us is always going to further his kingdom. It's never for self-promotion. It's never so that we can just be financially blessed. It's never for our own pride and our own good so we can get puffed up and put on a pedestal. It's all just to further his kingdom. Amen? So we said this scripture, but Jeremiah 1.5, he says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. He's talking to each one of us today. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you. Now, for you, it might not be prophet, but he says to Jeremiah, I set you apart as a prophet to the nations. He's like 13, and he's receiving this revelation from the Lord. I was 16, and God said he called me to minister. To fivefold ministry is what he said. But for each one of us, it's something different that he put already on the inside of us. But it's up to us to go after God with our whole heart that it be discovered. He says, because if you seek for me with your whole heart, I will be found by you. But what happens to those who are seeking him half-heartedly? We're distracted by the lust for other things. You will not fully find what God has for you. But if you seek him with your whole heart, he will be found by you. And you will receive the greatest fulfillment from doing what God has called you to do. Whether that's going to bless you financially or whether that's going to bless others spiritually through you, it won't matter because you'll be so fulfilled because you're doing what glorifies God and brings glory and people into his kingdom. Amen? So we all have parts to play in God's kingdom. We all, you know, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. We all need each other. Amen? We all need each other to do the work of the kingdom and to accomplish what God has for us. So one position, one job, one assignment is not greater than the other. One person has a gift of service. Another person has a gift of encouragement. Another person is, is a fivefold minister. We all have a job to do. My job, if I'm not doing it well, um, you'll leave here discouraged. But my job is encouraging the body of Christ to be mobilized to do the work of the ministry. And some of you need to just know what is it you have for me to do. 
Well, sometimes, yes, God will show me specifics of what God has for individuals. But I'm not going to have you be dependent upon me and what God shows me because you've got the greater one living on the inside of you. And you need to trust in the Lord and not to a person or not to travel around. I mean, I love going to different ministries. You know, I love receiving impartation, all that. But our trust is in the Lord. You're looking to the Lord for impartation directly from him. And he'll use a minister from time to time. But God can reveal to you by his spirit directly what he has in store for you. He can also use a minister. But let's not put it all, let's not put our eggs in one basket. <laughs> let's say when I trust in the Lord and I stop leaning to what I understand is going to work for me, he will show me which path to take, whatever means necessary. We'll put it that way. Dream, vision, revelation. We see all the different ways in the Bible, angelic visitation, prophecies. Whatever way he sees fit, he will show you which path to take. He'll show you, okay, how do I, how do I put on that new garment? <laughs> how do I put on that new anointing? He'll show us which path to take. So all of us have that desire. We raised our hands. We want to know what God has for us. We want to know what's next. Well, who is the one who knows it all? Not me. God. He knows when you stand up. He knows when you sit down. He knows every hair on your head. He knows when I brush my hair and there's hair in my brush. <laughs> he knows when I lose one. He knows when you lost them. Whatever it might be, he knows you. And he knows what he has in store for you. Amen? So what do we need to do as children of God to know what's next? Is we need to look to him with all of our heart and say, Lord, I want what you have for me because I know that your plans for me, according to Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, your plans for me are good. So why would we want to look anywhere else but to him? He is the author and finisher of our faith. He knows the beginning to the end. So he knows which path you should take. But you have to, with your whole heart, go to him and say, Lord, I seek you with my whole heart. I seek first your kingdom with my whole heart. I don't want anything else but what's going to further your kingdom. I don't want anything else. I don't want anything because of self-promotion. I don't want anything because it's going to bring in finances. I only want what you want because I know you're going to show me what's going to further your kingdom. Amen. That should be our intention in our heart of why we want to know what he has for us. Because then he'll reveal it to us. It's scriptural. When you search for him with your whole heart, he will be found by you. So one thing as children of God we can expect is that when we do this, we will be led as the children of God by his spirit. And I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit is only going to do what's pleasing to the Father. He, in fact, says it in um, John 16, 13, he says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He's going to show you which path to take, right? But he will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears the father saying, and he will tell you or show you, another version says, what is yet to come. Thank you, Lord. We've got somebody who knows the inside scoop living on the inside of us. Amen? And so... You're only going to find if you're looking in the right direction. 
and our direction should be, our focus should be upon the Lord. Amen? We, in Colossians um, 3, 1 through 3, I know I'm going out of order, so sorry, Chad. But in Colossians 3, 1 through 3, he says, you have been raised to this new life in Christ. So set your sights on the realities of heaven. Set your sights on, on what's going to further the kingdom. Set your sights on, on the kingdom of heaven, where Christ sits at the place of the right hand of the Father. Think about things of heaven. Stop concerning yourself with the things of this earth. For your real life, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ. Hallelujah. So when we focus on God, when we seek him first, when we focus our attention on heavenly things, on spiritual things, and what's going to further the kingdom of heaven first, that's what pleases God. Then out of that place, God begins to give you revelation of what he has for you to do in the kingdom. What he wants you to set your hand to. What's going to cause you to prosper in the call of God on your life. Amen? We're not all called to do the same thing, so we shouldn't have all the same goals. We should be receiving from the Father revelation of what he placed on the inside of us. How am I supposed to receive that? Well, God can do it whatever way he sees fit, but the, the qualification is that you seek him with your whole heart. That you trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Or in other words, Colossians 3, you're, you've now stepped into this new life with Christ. Now stop focusing on the things of this earth. Stop focusing on the lust for other things and start focusing more. If you stepped into some but you want further revelation, then step into more by focusing all of your attention on the things of heaven, not the things of this earth. What does that look like? That looks like reading your word and meditating on it and until God speaks to you every day. Sometimes, and I'm telling the truth here, sometimes you read and it feels like it means nothing. Read it until it means something every day. Read it till he speaks a rhema word to you every day, till he illuminates the word to you and something gets on the inside of you because that's your daily bread. That's your nutrition for the day. And if we're not reading the word, we're starving spiritually. And we can't expect to have the grace and strength to live this life to please God. We need water, nourishment. We need to drink in of the spirit. Spend time in worship. Get into God's presence. And let him fill you. This is closed, right? <laughs> this, is a this is an illustrated service. <laughs> let him fill you up with his spirit the living water. Amen? Come to church. He says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. Why? Because look at what just happened. We receive encouragement. We receive impartation. There's a corporate anointing where God just shows up and shows off all by his spirit. And I love that his mercies are new every morning, that maybe we've been lusting after other things, distracted by other things, um, but God brings us back into alignment with his plan and his purpose for our lives. Amen. When I was ministering to you, I believe that God was just showing me, he, this is like a, a training ground. This place is a training ground. And not some of you are assigned for 
for here, but, but as God reveals to you what he has for you, you'll be sent out to do what God's called you to do. And I'm not worried with that because if that happens and you're fulfilling the plan and purpose of God and the kingdom, you know, and what God has for you in the kingdom of heaven, then we've done our job. Amen? So what God's doing in this place is he is stirring up the gifts of God within his people so that they can step forward in fulfillment and do the plan of God for their lives. Amen? Hallelujah. I lost my spot. So trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and stop leaning to our own understanding. You know, when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, when we seek him first, when we focus on the kingdom of heaven and God and his plans and purposes first, and he, it says, and he'll give you everything you need, we need to realize that everything we need is in God. Every single thing we need to be a success and serve the Lord well is all found in God. No man, no earthly made thing could be the answer. It's all in God. Amen? He is the answer. And so why look anywhere else? We shouldn't. Trust that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us by his spirit as to what we are supposed to do. And he will, by his spirit, like today, impart to us things or stir up the things that are inside of us so we realize what's on the inside of us um, so that we can fulfill what God has for us. So one of the number one things that we need to do is believe his word. Whether it's spicken, spoken, I was saying it together, spoken or written, spicken, <laughs> otherwise known as spicken. <laughs> okay? We need to believe all things are possible to him who believes. The scripture kept coming to me um, concerning the Tower of Babel. I don't have it pulled up, but nothing will be restrained from what they can imagine they could do. They had faith and believed that they could do something and accomplish something. Okay? By themselves, even God said nothing will be taken from them. Nothing will be, they, they will be able to do whatever they can imagine. Why? Because that's the way God created us. But if we join forces with God, and start seeing with the eye of faith, he imparts to us or he speaks to us today, say, maybe you know God's starting to speak to you what he has for you. Start imagining you could do it. Because that's how God works. Start imagining yourself doing that thing. Start imagining that all things are possible with God, that you could accomplish that for the Lord. Not through your own strength or power. Your dependency, your grace, your strength is found in him. But start imagining that you could do all things are possible to him who believes. So what are we supposed to do? Believe his word. When he speaks to us, when he spoke to me in that dramatic moment in my life, what am I supposed to do? I believed his word, and what did I do after that? I set my hand to going to college where he told me to go. And then as time went on, I still had to seek him for the next step, the next step, the next step. So just take it like that one word God gave Holly. Take it one step at a time. And as you fulfill that, he'll start leading and guiding you into your next step. We don't really have anything to worry about if we just do this one thing. Keep God first. Seek him with all your heart at all times, and he'll give you everything that you need. 
So if you've been worrying and wondering, it's because there's other distractions going on. And you're not hearing him clearly. Hear him clearly what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Seek me above all else. And I will give you every single thing that you need. Man, isn't that good? It's so simple. Thank you, Jesus. So simple. Believe what he speaks. Okay? This is what we did this morning. In John 16, 24, he says, Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. I didn't actually get an answer from the Lord until I asked. It wasn't imparted unto me until I asked. And when I asked while searching for him with my whole heart, he showed me. He spoke to me. So don't be ashamed. Say, oh, I should know by now. Well, have you asked? And have you asked seeking him with your whole heart? Because that's when he reveals himself. That's when he reveals his plan. Amen. In James 4, 2 and 3, he says, You want what you don't have, so you scheme to kill and get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. You don't have what you you don't have what you want, and you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask God, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. In other words, Make sure the motive of your heart is to further the kingdom and not you. I'm thankful that, that God doesn't give us something when we're not ready for it. We make a mess of it. So he's being kind and compassionate in that way. <laughs> Even though we think, Lord, Lord, I've been seeking you, I want this, whatever. But if he knows if the motive of your heart isn't to further his kingdom, that it's to further you, then he's going to wait on it until some adjustments are made. So just keep seeking him because you love him. Just keep seeking him and being faithful in what he has blessed you with right now. And he will continue to show you which path to take. You don't need to worry. Don't worry about it. He'll show you. So ask the Lord and trust that in the right time, when your motives are pure, he is going to continue to lead you and guide you along the right path. Amen? Ask for the right reasons. Hallelujah. In 2 Peter 1.3, in the Amplified Version, he says this. For his, I love this, the Lord brought it to me this morning. I wrote this message earlier this week, but he brought this, this passage to me this morning. For his divine power has bestowed upon us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life. And God, it, dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Another version says it this way, for God has given to us every single thing that we need for life and godliness. So this is great news because it's already on the inside of us. Before I formed you in my mother, your mother's womb, I had a plan for you. I imparted to you everything that you need. God has given you everything you need. But when you spend time with him, when you seek him with your whole heart, he's found by you. The knowledge of what's on the inside of you starts coming up to the top. It starts being revealed to you by his spirit. Isn't that good? 
We're not trying to get something. We already have it. But as we come to know him more, the knowledge of what he has given us is revealed to us by his spirit. That's what he's saying. It says through true and personal knowledge of him. So as we read his word, what happens? We get to know him more. And revelation of him starts to come to us. And sometimes personal revelation of what he has for us to do comes through knowing him more. He has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And through personal knowledge of him, he has called us to his own glory. It's for his glory. Notice it's not for your glory. It's not for my glory. So as we know him more and our motives are pure and we're asking and seeking him with all of our heart, he reveals to us by his spirit as we grow to know him more what he has already placed on the inside of us. The ability, the possibilities are endless. All things are possible. To him who believes, all things are possible. Praise God. So what can we expect in this next season of our lives? You know, we're all at different seasons. We're all at different stages. And like James was talking about, don't covet where somebody else is. Don't try to be the other person. And I know sometimes it's like, I just want to be there. Been there. Okay? But I have assignment right here, right now. And unless I'm faithful and have a pure heart about I want to further God's kingdom, I want to impart to people the encouragement and, and stir up the gifts of God within them so they can fulfill the plan of God, I'm not going to go anywhere further unless I'm faithful in fulfilling what God has assigned me in the here and now. So if you're just trying to skip the line, nobody likes the line skipper. I did it yesterday, I'm going to be honest. It was accidentally. I went up, and I'm going to tell on myself, we went to the pumpkin farm with my kids, a farm, um, I forget what his name of it was. Anyways, we went to the farm with a whole bunch of friends, and I had a Groupon, and I didn't know if since I bought the ticket already, did I need to wait in line for the ticket, because that's what the line was for. So I went up to the front, because there was a, a separate window, and I asked, um, when you have the Groupon, is there somewhere else that you're scanning this, or do I have to wait in this line to, to scan for the Groupon? And I made my kids wait in the line until I asked. So clearly it wasn't my intention. And she goes, oh, yeah, we have to scan it here, but nobody's paying attention that my window's open, so let me just go ahead and scan it for you. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I will wait in line. And she's like, no, that's fine. And so she scanned it for me. But whatever the case, I was hoping that nobody would look at me like as if I'm a line skipper. <laughs> nobody likes a line skipper, okay? Don't be jumping the line. God has assignments for you, but the whole point is he's developing your gifts. He's developing your calls. He doesn't want to put you in a place of danger doing something that you're not quite ready for. I get it now. I've been in that place where I want to be there, you know, because God showed me. He revealed to me some things, but it takes time to develop your character. It takes time to have the right motive. 
It takes time to be obedient in the here and now of what God's asking for you to do. If you can't even be obedient to study a word every day, how could you possibly um, go and preach the word? If you can't even be um, obedient to give your tithes and offerings, how could he trust you to be a millionaire? Because the whole point is to further the kingdom of heaven. This life is for but a moment. Right? So we need to be faithful in the little things he already has us in so that he can make us ruler over much more. He has assignments for us. He already gifted us and gave us everything that we need for life and godliness. Everything we need to fulfill the plan of God in our lives is already on the inside of us. But the way we tap into it is we get to know him more and more and he reveals it to us more and more. And then you can do all things through Christ that is strengthening you in the knowledge of him. He's strengthening you to know this power is on the inside of me to fulfill this thing or that thing. Amen? Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord, Jesus, and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, to give unto you spiritual wisdom and insight. For what? That you may grow in your knowledge of God. Why? So that you will know the riches, the glorious inheritance, so that you will know the good things that he has already placed on the inside of you to do what he's called you to do. This is what Paul is praying for, that they would come to the knowledge of what's on the inside of them and that they, as they seek the Lord with their whole heart, God would be found and he'd reveal to them what he has for them. Okay, I pray for you constantly, asking God, our glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you the spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts and eyes would be so flooded with light, and this is what God's doing today, too, those of you who came up for impartation, to, that you feel a call on your life, that God's opening your eyes to be flooded with light, whether that be you feel like it's a natural vision, you know, like eyes open, or spiritual vision, eyes closed, or dream, or a revelation from his word, whatever way he wants to do it. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has called you to, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in you. In other words, that you would understand the equipment that you have on the inside of you to fulfill this plan of God for your lives. It's been given to you, and this is what he's praying, that you would have revelation of what is on the inside. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler, authority, or power, or leader, or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ, and he has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And now the church is his body, and it is made full and complete by Christ, who fills everything everywhere with himself. Don't you think that Jesus has everything he needs to fulfill the work of God upon this earth? Yes. Okay. Now let me just give you this little bit of revelation. Christ is now in you, and it's him who's the hope of glory for this world. So it's through you that they are going to see Jesus. It's through you that they are going to receive the words of encouragement, the, the direction, the 
It's through you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But first, you need to have a revelation of the knowledge of him that is in you if you're going to do something great for the Lord. Amen? He, with all his power, all his anointing, is on the inside of you. So God starts revealing to us by his spirit what he has for us. I love, this is so Clayton's heart, and he's had to do some work today before it's due tomorrow. <laughs> but um, I love that the word that was given to Clayton uh, last Sunday, it seems like a long time ago for some reason, but it was last Sunday, um, a vision or a word was given to him about um, us having a food pantry and once a month people driving through and us loading um, their cars with food. That is so, and she doesn't know him. That is so totally his gifting and his calling and, and just that ministry of helps and service. Like, I love the... Um, the classes we're taking for women's, it's tomorrow night, 6.30, if you're, if you're available, ladies. But we went over acts of, or um, the gifts of service, and I was like, that's Clayton. Like, what is it, what the motivational gift has God placed on the inside of you so that you can serve the kingdom? What gives you fulfillment is what it's about. And so that's what we're learning, and we can identify ourselves or we can identify others. Why? So it'll help us to encourage others to step into their call. Or it'll help us to step into our call. Amen? What motivates us to serve the Lord? So when God reveals to you by his spirit what he wants you to do, what are you supposed to do? Believe it and write it down. And meditate on it. Think upon it. Nothing will be refrained from what you could imagine you could do. Nothing will be held back from you. The ability by Jesus is already on the inside of you. The ability to accomplish it is already in, on the inside of you. So if God's revealing it to you by his spirit, that means the ability to accomplish that is there. God revealed something to him last Sunday. Now it's up to him to, to meditate on it and then to set his hand to it, and it will happen. So when God reveals to you and told me, I have this plan for you. You're going to be in a five-fold ministry, and you're to go to this college. I could have sat by and rejoiced, woohoo! And did nothing about it, and nothing would ever be accomplished. Does that mean that God's word failed? No, it means I didn't join forces with what God had for me. So when God reveals to us what he has in store for us, some of us have been sitting on the call of God because we're waiting and waiting and waiting for him to do something, and he's waiting and waiting and waiting for you to do something about what he already revealed to you by his spirit or through his word. So when God reveals to us by his spirit what he has for us to do, what we're to do is believe it. Amen? Write it down. And imagine yourself doing that thing. And then ask him, you have not, because you asked not. So ask him for direction. Show me, Lord, what I need to set my hand to, to prosper in this area, in what you have for me. Amen? Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 says, And the Lord answered me, and he said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he that reads it may run with it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, so maybe it's not immediate, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it may tarry, wait for it, because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. So when God speaks something to you, it, he says it is going to happen. Write it down, meditate on it, give it birth, birth it. How do you do that? Meditate on it, 
speak about it, declare it. Oh, I'm called to do this. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for the Lord. Um, and you start setting your hand to things that's gonna, that God can prosper. Amen? Join with the word of God over your life. What is he speaking to you? Join with it by imagining it. Join with it by writing it down. Join with it by speaking it and declaring it. Join with it by taking those actions of obedience and whatever he's asking you to do. He'll show you by his word or through prayer, through being in service, and all of a sudden something in the service is, is hitting your spirit. Like, there was something with that. Lord, what were you saying to me about that? Talk to him about it. And he might be saying, I want you to be a part of that area of ministry. All of a sudden, you start setting your hand to something, and God starts bringing fulfillment. And the anointing to do it is there. Sometimes we don't even know we have anointings on the inside of us till we set our hand to something and try it out. Amen? Um, okay, we're almost done. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. I'm talking about meditating on what God's speaking to you today. Or maybe he hasn't spoken it to you yet, but after today you're going to start having revelation of what he has for you because we prayed. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Or you could say listen to the world on how to become rich or listen to the world on what's going to bring fulfillment. Oh, the joys who don't follow the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, the word of God. They meditate on it day and night. He's talking about us if we'll put God first, seek him first. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves will never wither, and whatever they do prospers. Amen? So that's you. When you meditate on the word, you can expect to prosper, not just financially, but in whatever area that, you're, that God's revealing to you. When you meditate on what he has spoken to you by his word or by his spirit about, like today, what we're talking about, what's next for you, what's the plans that God has for you, as you meditate on what God's revealing to you or as you set your hand to what he's showing you to do regarding it, he will make your way prosperous. He will make you a good success. It's nothing you could have done except for obedience to God. Amen? God is able to produce in you and through you anything you could ask or imagine. This is the scripture that keeps coming to me this week. Um, I don't even have it written down, do I? I think it's Ephesians 3.20. Unless I passed it up. But whatever the case, um, it's, it's talking about ask. Do you have it up there? Okay. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power that's at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. And another version says, or imagine. So we need to continue to ask the Lord, what do you have for me? What do you want me to set my hand to? And seek him with your whole heart. And then when he tells you, imagine, because it's through his power that's already at work within you that's going to cause it to be produced. So you have a vision, God's revealed to you, a vision for a business. Ask him, how do you want me to conduct my business? Where do you want me to start my business? When do you want me to start my business? And as he reveals these things to you, you set your hand to them. And that power, that anointing that's on the inside of you, you start tapping into it. Is that good? 
What you don't want to do is Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior of this world. In other words, don't just listen. Now, if God leads you to follow a certain protocol for your business or whatever, then go ahead and follow it. But don't just lean to your own understanding or the world's understanding of how things work in this world because God's got a higher way. Amen? And so he says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We already learned. Think on things above, not on things as earth. Think on things uh, according to, to heavenly and kingdom standards. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that, there's the answer right there. Do you want to know the plan of God? Do you want to know what's next? Do you want to know the will of God for you? Answer is yes. Okay, so then he says, then your answer is don't copy the behaviors of this world. Don't think that they know it all. Don't just listen to a get-rich-quick get scheme. Don't just listen to what's going to, um, you know, the world is saying is going to cure your, your health needs. Don't just listen to um, what, what certain um, ones are saying is going to help you mentally or whatever. Look at the word of God. Seek him and his answer out above all else. And he will show you which path to take. Amen. He will show you. Maybe, maybe there's a medicine out there or a vitamin out there that will help you. Well, he'll tell you which one. Because there's some that are very bad for you. He'll heal this, but these other hundred ailments will come against you. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to the Lord. Let the Lord speak to your heart as to what you're supposed to do. He'll show you which path to take in business, in health, in the call of God upon your life. Trust the Lord above all else. Amen? Don't look for wisdom in this world. Don't copy the behaviors or customs or what the world says is your answer. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How do you do that? How do you change the way you think? He says, renew your mind with his word. He elevated his word above his name, which is powerful. So that means there's... there's Keys to success in here. Amen? There's keys to success in here. And he's telling us to use those keys. Hallelujah. Here's the main answer. Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Seek the Lord first. Just get wrapped up in God. Get consumed with what's going to please him. He'll show you which path to take. He'll give you everything you need. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. And John G. Lake said, if your desires were given to you by God, and then you're asking him for the desires of your heart, you can be sure that you're going to receive the desires of your heart. I know that sounds like a big circle, but if you're going after what's pleasing to God, you're going to be sure to receive the desires of your heart. Amen? So what's next is up to you. The plan is already in motion. The equipment has already been placed on the inside of you. What's the next step? Believe the word. Or if you don't even know what the word is yet for you, what the direction is yet for you, then seek the Lord. 
and then he'll be found by you if you seek him with your whole heart. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Okay, Lord, what do you want? <laughs> we have some things that we didn't take care of before service. Pastor Nick, I'm going to invite you up to, nope, let me see. Um, why don't we first give the testimony of Pakistan? So go ahead and, and put that up. Those, um, I'm going to take some of your announcements, just go over the Pakistan thing real quick. And then um, 